You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All, owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We are here to help you use Pinterest to grow your business. So today is such a fun conversation with my friend Carly, who I have known in the industry for quite a long time, but we have different approaches to Pinterest marketing. And our conversation today, in fact, you'll see we start off we hit the ground running into some ahas that we have had recently. But we talk about a tactical approach versus an overall approach. And we talk about how much time to invest. We are both in agreement on that. But just how we're seeing Pinterest going forward, especially this comparison of traffic from 2020 into traffic now. So it's a great, I guess, just two friends sitting across the table from each other, even though we're not across the table talking about what we see in this industry and how we want to continue to leverage Pinterest as a tool in our marketing. We also know that January is still planning mode for most of you, especially those of you who didn't get around to it in December and you're really trying to pick up steam with planning when it comes to 2023. We have our Pinterest marketing planner, our 2023 planner, both in print and in digital versions. So if you go to the link in the show notes here below to scroll down in your podcast app, you will find a link to our planner. You can grab that today. Last, I really hope that you enjoy this conversation. There's not a lot of tactical pieces that we talk about, but there is a lot of, I guess, just predictions for the year and how we can really level set where we're at when it comes to using Pinterest for our marketing. So I just hope you're encouraged and you have a lot to take away from this conversation. Okay, Carly, you and I were just having such a good conversation before I hit record that we have to hit record on this specific topic. So we were having a conversation around brands. And I had said like, It's really interesting to me to observe that these bigger brands are favoring Instagram and their influencers over Pinterest. It's like they are ignoring it. But you read a statement we have heard so many times, which is 97% of searches are unbranded. And you had this like interesting way that you looked at it. Let's keep talking about it. What was your, your like aha? Like, oh, interesting. You saw it in a whole new light. Yes. Yeah. So I get these emails all the time and I'm sure you do. And and everybody listening does. If you have a Pinterest account, they want you to come talk to them about advertising on Pinterest. And they're sending these emails to individual bloggers and very small brands. And uh, as you stated, one of the lines in the email this morning was currently 97% of the searches on Pinterest are unbranded. And I just thought to myself, like the big brands know that even if Pinterest isn't saying that to them, They've got the people looking at the data. They know that too. And I really felt like um, that's not the kind of thing that you want to say when you're trying to attract big brands. And I feel like this is uh, combined with the ending of the creators program, the creators rewards program. I feel like this is a foreshadowing of the return, the potential return to better traffic for the average small blogger. Whether Pinterest wants to admit it or not, they said it in a different way this morning. 97% of people that sit down and search on Pinterest are not 
searching for big brands. Hmm. And I never thought about that. Like such an aha moment for me matched with a call that I just had with a client. And I never put the two together, even though uh, like you, I am a big champion for the content creator, the blogger, the e-commerce seller who really can use Pinterest in a way that they don't have to compete with those big brands. So then if Pinterest is telling them, yes, this is the place for you, then you've now eliminated like the Home Depot and the Macy's, like these big, huge companies that are strictly looking for impressions, right? And Absolutely. Pinterest, we know is clicks, right? Yeah. And, and clicks come from users. And so regardless of what angle Pinterest is pushing things in, you know, they've pushed towards, if you like, if you click on the little uh, kind of shop related products button um, on the bottom of a pin on desktop, actually, I haven't tried it on, on my, my cell phone, but um, it actually opens a list of big brands that you can select to choose from. And I'm guessing they've paid to be there or whatever. We don't know the details yeah. of that, but that is actually irrelevant when we think of the fact that clicks come from users and that users aren't searching for big brands. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is so refreshing to talk with you. And, you know, I know listeners got to come in on this mid conversation, but one of the things <laughs> that like you and I met a long time ago in person, actually, it was in Tampa, yeah. right? 2018. Yeah. I think that was it. Yes. My daughter was born. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. I remember our conversation about Wit and Wisdom jeans. Do you remember that? I went and bought a pair of Wit and Wisdom jeans. And I have to tell you, they wore out this year. And I don't know where I'm going to get another pair. So there's that tip. Yeah, they're still at Nordstrom. So if you could just, we'll try to, we'll try to figure out a way to get you a pair. But they are so amazing, right? So yeah, yeah I love them. <laughs> one of the cool things was that you and I were able to talk about how our vantage points are different and they actually add a lot of perspective. And, you know, when we did a survey, people said like, we would love for you to have Carly on the show so you can have a conversation about just your different vantage points and what you, I love that you go into data and you can go deep into it. And I am sometimes data averse or very high level, but the both bring such good perspectives, especially given that we met in 2018 and now it's 22 and yes. one of the things that we just said was that, man, it's been a hard... Tw 2022 has been hard and we've seen this like downward trend. But is that the same downward trend we would have seen had we not had a pandemic in the middle of it? You know, I guess yes. let's start there. Yes. Like, what's your thoughts on kind of this current state of Pinterest for bloggers specifically? Let's start there. Okay. Well, first of all, um, yeah, it has been, actually, it's been a while since we connected. So thank you for having me today. And um, I, I am really excited to talk to you today about Pinterest um, because, and you mentioned earlier in our, in our kind of pre-conversation that, you know, with all of the current events in the world and the, and the downward trend that some of us have seen or felt like we've seen, um, it, the lines get really blurry about, you know, what's going on, <laughs> what is happening. And when I look at 2020 and 2021, uh, yes, 2022 has been down. It's been down in traffic um, from Pinterest. It's been down in income. But when I look, and this is interesting as we, as we get ready to leave 2022, when I look at 2022, traffic from Pinterest particularly is um, way up from traffic from Pinterest at the end of 2021. And 
I think that in 2020, we saw this ridiculous explosion. People were trapped at home. We cannot overlook this. People were driven into their homes, to their phones. There was nothing else to do. And it is absolutely unrealistic for us to make a comparison of traffic and income in 2022 to 2020. And even in the early part of 2021, right up to the mid part, it was kind of like middle of 2021 that people started to get a little bit back out. Winter of 2021 was still rough, but for, for people, you know, in their personal lives, but, um, but I'm definitely seeing an increase in traffic at the end of 2022. And I, I think that it's partly that, um, I mean, it's winter again, people are inside again a little bit, but I I think that it's partly just a return to what would have been normal if 2020 and 2021 hadn't happened the way they did. And we need to try to set our expectations at, okay, like where's now, if your account has been flattened to zero clicks a day or or 10 clicks a day and you used to get a thousand, okay, there may be something wrong there. That's not normal, but I'm talking about like, you know, all of a sudden in 2020, my account exploded to 10,000 clicks a day. And then here I am feeling all sad when it's back down at 3000. Well, that's not realistic. (laughs) Right. Well, and I would say as you teach um, content creators, how do you navigate? You know, you've talked about big picture 22 compared to 2020 and kind of putting that in perspective. But how do you navigate and kind of teach these ups and downs too? As we we see, obviously, the normal like seasonal pattern to traffic. I guess what's your approach when you have somebody come to you who's done so well through Q4? Let's say Q4 2022, now in 2023. And they're like, I'm approaching March, which we historically know that Q2 on Pinterest just is the bottom of the bottom of every single year. How do you, how do you help people work through that who are heavily click driven? Well, I mean, the longer that I do this, the more that I see the value in the long game. And I think that's going to be true for everybody who pushes through. And so I explain to people, this is not, I mean, maybe Q4 was your first great quarter. That's fantastic. But what goes up must come down. And this is not like, you know, a rocket ship. It it goes up and up and up and up. That's not, that's not realistic. We expect to see it come down. We work hard through the downs. And historically, you know, the longer that I do this, the more I see, we can generally find patterns throughout our years and we can generally go up again. And so we work towards that next up. And when people don't accept that, when they continually, and I tell them usually eight months. So, you know, give it eight months from the time you start. And that is like, if you are doing everything right from the start, then it's going to be eight months before you see the real results. And if people don't accept that, I kind of, in my mind, and maybe this is like cold hearted, but at this point I've chalked them up to, oh, they don't have what it takes then. If they can't, do the work for eight months and wait to see what happens in eight months, then that is a pretty basic requirement mm. of this business. Yeah. These days. yeah, I love that you say that too, because mine's always been that six to eight months too as well. And you have to do it. And a lot of times we get people who do it for four weeks and they're like, ah, Pinterest doesn't work for me. I'm like, really? 
You gave it four weeks and that's the conclusion that you came to. Like, and what's interesting to me, and I don't know if you experienced this as well, is that it feels like Pinterest has this higher level of standard for people. Whereas I look at an Instagram and I go, people are willing to jump through hoops for that, for the long game, right? For a heart or a comment or whatever. I don't know a lot about Instagram, but that's interesting. Yeah. And that's what we see is people are like, I really got to be on Instagram. Now, some of that could be they are in the influencer space. So let's say we're just doing e-commerce or content creators here, like not monetized with Instagram. But I just see this hustling for that or I'll see hustling for SEO. I mean, you and I are both in agreement that SEO is great. It's fantastic. And there's a lot of compliments between Google and Pinterest and how you work with it and everything like that. But you'd never have somebody who came to you and said, Hey, Carly, I tried Google for four weeks. I'm done. No. Yeah. Like yeah, that's a really, really good example. People expect Google to take six months to a year. And and it I don't know why. It seems like there's this let's use a Facebook group, for example. So Facebook groups can be great. They can be great, but they can also be like cesspits of misinformation. One hundred percent as someone yeah. who used to have one. Yep. Yes. So you get these people in threads and Facebook groups and they'll be they'll say something like, you know, the SEO isn't working. The very first thing people jump on the thread and say is, oh, well, you got to give it a year. Then you get people who say Pinterest isn't working. And then you get people who jump on the thread and say, I know I give up too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. like, okay. (laughs) You're like, what is happening here? Like what crazy thing am I in? And I, so I think this is a good springboard of, okay, we've, we've identified that we have like these two different veins and hopefully in people listening, we'll go, okay, I'm committed to eight months, right? As you look out over 23, looking back on everything that's happened, like, what do you see for Pinterest in 23, um, you know, for content creators and what they can gain from it or even how to approach it, I guess, like, you know, I won't interject my thoughts until you you put yours in <laughs> as I was going I'm, down that road. I'm really, really curious about your thoughts. But <laughs> um, but uh, so I'll share mine if you'll share yours. Yes, um, absolutely. I am really and I know that I've actually taken some flack for this. So I want to say it in a gentle way because I don't want it to come across the way that I'm going to say it. But I was thrilled to my core to see the end of the creator. Is it called the creator rewards? Creator rewards. Yeah. People? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I have said from the beginning that this program is not sustainable because they were paying way too much for way too little work for one thing. Um, the, the problem with the program at its heart, and this goes right back to the thing, you know, where you started recording, where we were talking about users, the problem at the heart of the program was that users on Pinterest don't want idea pins. We were seeing tons of user comments that said, how do I access that content? You know, how do I get to the like Pinterest had one kind of content users loved it or well, you could say two you could say video also but users knew how to find the content on the other side of the pin they couldn't find the content on these idea pins idea pins did not do what Pinterest wanted them to do and it didn't make sense for them to keep paying people to make them also they have partnered with some big brands to use the um like video content that those big brands are creating and they don't need to link to that stuff and so that's all kind of messy but regardless the the end user wasn't interested in idea pins. It doesn't make sense for Pinterest to keep investing in them. And so as we see, um, not only like, you know, creators creating less idea pins because they're not making money from it. Um, we'll also see a dialing back of idea pins in the feed. 
Um, I think that we've already seen that, which is really exciting to me. Um, I think that there, there could be a significant return to, you know, not not like 2016, 2017, but a significant return to easier traffic from Pinterest. And and I, I can't promise that to anybody, but I definitely think that it could happen. One really, really interesting thing, and Kate, I think that you'll find this really interesting too, is that in 2018, Pinterest de-indexed and suppressed postpartum words. Now, um, I understand why they did it. Postpartum is a sensitive topic for a lot of people. Um, some of the images are images that, that, you know, if you're not in that period of life, you don't even want them in your feed. They were really suppressed. Pinterest has very recently re-added these words to the trends tool. So they were never, they were never um, like removed. Any user could always search them and find them, but they weren't going into the home feed and they were never populated in the trends tool or in any kind of related searches. They're back now. And they're completely, they're completely non-e-com words for the most part. I really think that this is, and it's just one example of many keywords across Pinterest that I think are demonstrating a return from the platform's perspective to the content that the users are demanding versus the content that Pinterest wanted to push. Right. Yeah, I do remember there being this series of words that would be suppressed. I mean, I know obviously in the the um, health and wellness industry, there's a lot of you know terms around like diet or losing weight or all of these things. We know that those are suppressed too. And I think to your point of idea pins, I agree with you. I think one of the main frustrations in 2018, 2019 was people were like, I hate it when I find a pin that doesn't leak to a website, right? It's a dead link. And we would tell people never upload a pin without a link. Like you, it's a missed opportunity. And then Pinterest went and added something that didn't have a link, which was a source of frustration for users. I got why they did it because you saw this rise of TikTok, which I have thoughts and predictions on that. But they wanted to capture that, but you have an ecosystem of a user that's not primed for that. It's not primed to stick around. And I think now that we're getting links on idea pins, and I am with, I'm in agreement with you on the creator rewards. Like, I think there could be a hybrid in the future that could work if it's centered around this thing of we want you to create new content for the platform because we want to keep our users engaged, but it has to link out right? Instead of something that's created and it doesn't go anywhere. I think that's where it really hit the skids. And so I think looking at other platforms, you know, you have Facebook and YouTube and, you know, even TikTok too. They all have a creator rewards program incentivizing people to create, which I think is okay. But like you said, way too much money, too little output. And then it actually goes against what the user likes. So I think um, so that is a good thing to bring up. I think, you know, that what's been suppressed to come back out to as well. And I think TikTok and Pinterest have so many threads in common, right? Like if you think of the rise of Pinterest, people are like, oh, I learned this on Pinterest or I found this hack on Pinterest. And have you seen this idea? And there was all this buzz, right? Because everybody was talking about it and they wanted an invite and it was so cool. And you could create boards and then we have TikTok coming about and it's that same mantra. I learned it on TikTok, right? 
So I don't know, specifically here in the US, I've been pretty transparent about this. I could be totally wrong. But seeing the ban on TikTok on government phones, I think will next translate to being banned completely in the US by the end of the year. Is that something that's moving forward? So yeah, I don't get all that news, but it's moving forward. Like It is. It passed the Senate. um, And I know it's several states, their own individual governments have said like um, South Carolina and a few others like TikTok is banned on any government device. And so now it's going on a national level with probably the federal government banning it. Okay. Um, So I often wonder, so let's paint this picture if it's going to happen that TikTok would be banned and then you have this flood of people. I think Pinterest could catch that flood, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I could be, I mean, I'm not a fortune teller, (laughs) but (laughs) I think to your point of, I think there will be another, a new wave in 23 of what people can experience when it comes to traffic and engagement, when it comes from Pinterest. And I think that's what I hear you saying too. Maybe right. Yeah, yeah. I I'm looking forward to it. That what I've seen so far. Um, now I'm still not seeing like back in the old days. Like you know, you put out a new pin and it takes off right away. I'm still not seeing that. I'm still no, seeing no. I see there that pins like eight months to a year old. That's what's starting to pick up and take off. But I mean, um, I we we never know. You know when they'll adjust that. The truthfully, the adjustment of real time. Um, traffic is is probably for the best because they can trust their uh, content more if it's had a chance to age, and so they can provide better user experience. And um, I don't know if so. Based on what you just said about TikTok, and I I actually didn't know that they, they were moving forward with that in the states. We have a lot of our own ridiculous political news up here that I get more focused on, but um, I I do wonder if we'll see. Because what's the difference? What's the fundamental difference between a video pin and an idea pin if the idea pin has a link? Yeah. Well, I mean, I th- I think that's a great... Are you asking me the answer to that? Or are you just... Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like, don't you think that just any video pin could do well? Yeah. There? Well, you know, we were talking about this the other day. Tabby, who's my social media manager, her and I were talking about this and then looking at it for clients. Video pins don't do as well as a video in an idea pin. That all the video and the idea pen always does better. So if you're going to do any video, if you put it into an idea pen, then if that idea pen is going to link, right, which that's the hope that it will, it's almost like video pins are going to kind of flow into the background because the watch feed is fueled by idea pins. It's not fueled by video. So to your point earlier about saying like we've seen idea pins kind of like fade into the background. Obviously, we don't have the little bubbles at the top anymore. I think it's all still going to be, you know, really based on that user oh, engagement are back. piece. Are your bubbles not back? No, mine are gone. They've been oh, gone for mine a month. <gasps> like you mean the colored bubbles, the search word bubbles? Uh, no, the search word bubbles are there. The bubbles with the idea pins at the top that look like um, Instagram. Oh, no. Yeah. I, um, oh, the honestly. guided search boxes. Yes. Those are there. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. um, I never have ever, ever clicked on those. I think I was probably one of the first people to lose them because they were like, <laughs> let's get these away from these people who aren't using them. But um, I've never made an idea pin. So um, I will not okay. make one until they give us links. This is my, my that's line. Your hard <laughs> hey, that's okay. Everybody's got them. Um, no, I think that it's... So that being said, 
I think the best bang for your buck would be to create, put the video in an idea pin. In, That's right, really- yeah. If they give us links, I will mm-hmm. do it. I'm, cu- I'm curious how quickly it's going to roll out for people to get them. Yeah, no, I am too. My content doesn't lend itself well to video. And uh, so that is, cha- it's going to be a challenge and it's going to be challenging for me to um, to even give it a fair shot because it's not the same if you create a just like a static picture video and you call it a video versus if you actually have a video that people are going to engage with and be interested in doing. So it's not fair for me to do that kind of video and then say, oh, it doesn't work. Like, you know, the video has to be something that would interest the user. And I would struggle to make that with my content, but I would try, I would give it an honest try if they gave us links uh, for idea pins. I do hope I have heard rumors that um, the links are really, really, really hard to find. Um, have you seen the other side of? Yeah, YouTube? we have. We have um, a couple clients who have them. And it's, I know on idea pin ads, it's like a swipe up looking type of link. And then um, the other one, when it's a regular idea pin, if I'm remembering, it's right at the top. Like, I don't know, you know, the images obviously on desktop are different. So it's, it's however it presents on your phone, but idea pin ads are swipe up for sure to get to where, you know, you need to go. But the other ones, I don't remember it being super confusing. I was like, Oh, there's the link. So great. You know? Okay. Well, that'll be really interesting to see what happens with that. I, um, I, I could get kind of excited about the idea of the traffic from the U S if TikTok isn't yeah. around. So that would be very cool. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> I know that I, it's definitely something that could benefit our businesses if TikTok is not around, you know, cause marketers will be looking for a new place. So I am fully aware of my biased like stance in all of this, but I'm just watching it. I'm listening to some other people and I'm kind of like, this is very interesting where this is going to go. Um, yeah. Okay. So I have a couple more questions for you. And I think we've already kind of touched on it a little bit and kind of your, I like to think of you as like investigative. You love to go into the data. You love these elements of it. Is that a true statement? Am I getting you correct yeah. in that realm? I think okay. so. I do, th- I do think that um, with the one thing to remember about the data with Pinterest is that there are so many uh, factors that, so sometimes we have to ask ourselves, okay, is this data or is this like, you know, we, we, we can't say, say that correlation equals causation all the time. on right. Pinterest. It's not as yeah, cut yeah. and dried as looking at a Google analytics account or whatever, but, but yes, I do like to look at what we see and think about it from all the directions and compare the stories and try to find the trends, and mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing. Okay. So here's my question for you. So let's say somebody's listening and they're like, I get so deep in the weeds. How do you find this balance between like going deep? And like you just said, there's so many different data points. Can't always say correlation equals causation. Like, do you have any strategies for somebody to say, you're going to spend 30 minutes or you're going to spend this long, or you're investigating for looking for X, Y, Z. What are your gates that you put around being a data nerd. Can I say that? <laughs> you can. It's it's a it's a great thing to say. Um it is so hard and honestly the so um the knowledge that we have gained over Pinterest 
uh, of Pinterest over the years. It is not something that you can set up for people as gates in a short period of time. So I like to, and I hope this makes sense as an answer to the question, I like to direct people to user intent as the most basic determination of the likelihood of success. Like, don't look at what any of the numbers are saying anywhere. Don't if like if you're just looking for a starting place, you don't need to think about what Pinterest is saying. Pinterest, Pinterest lies all the time. <laughs> Personally, <think. laughs> yeah. Well, you know, any any social media platform is going to skew it to, in their direction, yeah. right? Well, and the thing, yeah, I shouldn't say lies. They're probably telling truths, but the truths are benefiting them. Yes, in, you know, in a certain way, like um, you know, they're achieving their means to an end. You know, by by telling us one thing or another. But take your content. And look at your content and say, A, is the user for this content on this platform? And there are a couple really easy ways to determine that. And the first one is um, to type your your search into not the trends tool because Pinterest chooses what to put in the trends tool. It doesn't populate, um, in my understanding, it doesn't populate automatically uh, from user-generated words. It populates by their team populating it, you know, but the actual colored bubbles, those generate on desktop. If you look at the colored bubbles, those, those generate, um, from users use enough users, put in a search and it'll generate there. And so if you look there and there are no related colored bubbles, then, I mean, it's probably likely that nobody's searching that. Or if you look there and all of the content is on screen content, meaning like this is a very basic example, but is if somebody searches, um, you know, rainbow phone wallpaper, all the pictures that appear on Pinterest are going to be just backgrounds for a phone. They don't require a click through to access the content and they're ranking there because people download them. They like them. They open the pin and download them or whatever. They don't require a click through. And so if the content that is all ranking there doesn't require a click through, then it's likely that the users who are searching that thing aren't clicking through. So, you know, that's another sign that there probably isn't user intent for that keyword on Pinterest. So first determine if the user is even on Pinterest. Secondly, you know, when you think, when you look at the actual pin, you know, now we looked at the keyword, now let's look at the pin. When you compare it to all the other pins on this subject, is the user, what's, what about your pin is more interesting to the user? Why are they going to click on yours versus this other ranking pin? Because it's about the user. Um, and once you start, you know, creating content that appeals to users, then you will start generating data, your own data that you can look at and you'll be able to know, okay, topic A in this niche is way outperforming topic B. And then you can start creating more content around topic A. And you'll be able to look at your content on a more granular level. But when you're starting out, it's very dangerous to just say, uh, you know, take all the data from all Pinterest users and say that it applies to you. Because it doesn't. Because the say the fitness niche and the cooking niche, those are niches where video content um, performs really, really well. Users want to watch somebody perform an exercise or they want to watch somebody make this recipe. Um, 
then you take that and you try to translate it to the mom niche or, you know, something like that. Users don't want to watch a video about, um, oh, I don't know, what's something I would write about in the mom niche, about your, about your hospital bag checklist. They don't want to watch that video. They want to click on a static pin. So, so trying to say, you know, if you're looking at data from Pinterest, saying something like, oh, video, and this is just, I'm making this up. This isn't data from Pinterest, but saying something like video pins outperform static pins, you know, um, three times out of 10, like that, that only applies in certain niches. So it, you can't take data from Pinterest in general and try to paint it across all the niches. I feel like I took a really long way to say that. <laughs> no, I, and I think it was really good to, and here's what I'm saying, or here's what I'm thinking as you're going through it is it's as you're starting, you know, and we talked about the eight month thing, start to begin to look at what people are going to be searching using those bubbles, using the intent, using what's already there instead of, I think a really easy thing to do is assume what we know about our user right? Instead of going to Pinterest and to say, I'm thinking that somebody's putting in, I was actually scrolling through as you were talking, like, and putting in, um, when I hit the search bar button on desktop, this is not on mobile. I get recent searches, ideas for you and popular on Pinterest. And all the ideas for me are like business marketing, Pinterest search, make money blogging, how to plan social media strategies, all of those things. Cause those are a lot of what my boards are based on. And if I click on those, then I go a little bit more granular and I can, I also investigate to see who's running ads to this as well. Like what are the other businesses saying social media strategies are where I want to target. And I'm just taking it all in to say, oh, I can talk about this vantage point or this vantage point because the users are finding this fascinating already in social media strategies. And so I can talk about that, you know, in my own twist, if you will. Yes, absolutely. Add your own twist. I'm definitely seeing a very interesting trend of it's, it's really interesting in this whole, the, uh, the current conversation of AI mm. content and yeah. people want new ideas, new ideas. So what with your own twist, with your own, um, you know, something that they haven't heard over and over and over again. And one of the big downfalls of AI content is that it can only generate what's already out there. So when you come up with your own idea, when you add your own twist, you really are taking it to the next level for your reader. Yeah. You know, one thing we've started to see as well is for a long time, we would often tell people, don't do your face, don't do your voice, do your videos as silent. And we are seeing more and more engagement on things that show your face and also show your voice. And we see it very in an interesting way to say, people are already getting that on Reels and TikTok. There's voice to go along with it. Now, obviously people will be in the store, the doctor's office, and they're they're not going to watch full sound, right? But you yeah. know, you've, you've been there with people and they are watching full sound. You, you kind of wish they wouldn't, but they are. <laughs> And we're seeing an increase of engagement, which also tells us that the pinner is looking for not just engagement about you, but they're looking for engagement on the topic, right? So even right now, I'm seeing a video for, a. am not obviously listening to the sound because we're talking, but it's like how to do a Christmas bow, right? And I know there's sound over the top that says cut here or cut here, those are doing well in some spaces, whereas we would have maybe a year ago said, yeah, don't do your face or don't do sound. But 
yeah, to your point, I think the user is wanting something new and different. And it's not, to your point, you can't go with AI because it only goes with what is already out there, right? It pulls from that. But to maybe be okay with showing your face, but it's not about you still. It's still about them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I have wondered also if, like, you know, just with your face and your voice, I've wondered if the excess of impersonal content is making a push towards personal content as humans look for humans. Like the whole success of the internet is based on people sharing information with people and even people who are not um, internet savvy. Yeah. You know, they are starting to recognize the impersonality of the vast amount of content that exists. And I think that the, as AI rises, um, Actually, I actually have an email going about out about this a little bit later <laughs> this week. But as the as as the internet becomes drowned in AI content, in impersonal content, so even stuff that's not AI, but stuff that we've created that's impersonal, I think there'll be this huge regeneration of personalized content as people look to connect with real people and hear real ideas and real experiences. Because at our core. We're looking for other humans sharing the same experience. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is that Pinterest is a great place to categorize the user's ideas and future things they want to take action on. So they're taking and finding ideas on TikTok and saving them to Pinterest because they don't want to forget them, right? And they have Pinterest. Pinterest has this great place where you can organize your content, right? Like a personal user loves Pinterest because... Well, I can have a wedding board or I can have a kid board or I can have a flower board or a food board. Like there's so many options for them as users. And unless you're using the bookmark bar or you're saving things on Instagram, which I don't love that feature. I do love Instagram. I don't, I save things because it's hard to pin from Instagram, but there's people who are saving their TikToks to Pinterest. So you're to that point, you're seeing a personal element come about, I think, organically and being added to the platform because users are just saving what they don't want to forget. It's interesting. The TikTok videos don't link anywhere, right? They're just videos. You know, I can't answer that. I'm not having, <laughs> I don't have TikTok on my phone. I don't um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little, I will say admittedly, I'm a little bit of a skeptic of it, but um, they don't link out from what I remember. Like you can go to somebody's profile and then find the link from there. But it's not, it's okay. a whole, yeah, it's whole reason is to keep you on the platform. Okay. But that is interesting that you're seeing people save them there because, um, so I don't use TikTok either. But one of the main reasons I don't use TikTok is because um, I see it as this platform where personalized content, like what you're talking about, like with a face, like with, with a voice, with, you know, sharing your own thoughts, not just images that are scrolling by with background music where I see it, you know, that's the kind of content that's going to end up being huge on it. And I don't want to create that kind of content. I yeah. like hiding behind the, the <laughs> content. So that's why I've never gone embraced it. It's yeah. interesting to me that people are saving it to Pinterest and it makes me wonder why, why if people are finding that content on Pinterest and saving it on or sorry, they're finding it on TikTok and saving it on Pinterest. Why didn't idea pins work on Pinterest? And is it because 
we needed to be creating idea. Not, I mean, not we, I was never going to do it, but we needed to be creating idea pins that were truly just more like TikToks. Yeah, I think there's been a hybrid of that. I think there's been people who did create something that were just like TikToks, which I think definitely worked. And then I think there, I would say if I had to give like a really, really 10,000 foot level assessment of it, especially when it came from the creator perspective, I think creators were so primed to do only standard pins and video that it felt very strange to figure out how to create from a place where you knew the intent wasn't to move off. Right. And I think that block was the hugest block. It was like, wait a minute, you want me to create on here, but it doesn't have the same user habit that all my other ones do. Whereas on TikTok, the user habit has always been the same. So it's not like you're having to embrace something new. Whereas I would wonder if you went to a TikTok creator and said, hey, you can create all you want, but guess what? People are going to move off the platform. Well, that changes the entire way that you create a TikTok, right? Because the whole thing is to entertain and keep people watching. Yeah, it's an entirely different business model. Yeah. So I just think that's why it, that's why the adoption took so long on Pinterest because you were not only having to get creators to adopt, you were getting the user to adopt, which I guess it, it would be the same way on TikTok too. Whereas the algorithm yeah. favors like the constant scrolling, right? And that yes. moving off the platform interrupts that scrolling. Yes. Oh, well, that is interesting. And I hope that it's not a trend that continues then. I would really like Pinterest to return or return a little bit at least to a platform where users move off the platform. I, I do think that they've accepted that with the, you know, adding links to idea pins and removing the creator's rewards program. Yeah, um, I think it'll be interesting to see. I actually think users will love it more, but you know. Well, that would be good. If users love it more, that can only be good for us. Yeah, exactly. I think I'll hear my mom complain less. That's for sure. She's going to be yeah. like, how do I get to this recipe? Yes. Uh, yes. So exactly. So, well, okay, Carly, I have loved just chatting with you about where the state of Pinterest is, what our thoughts are, how we approach it, what we're thinking. So I know we didn't do this at the top of our conversation, but how can people connect with you and learn more about what you do and how you serve bloggers? Um, Well, I (laughs) don't make too much use of social media, but I do have a private um, Facebook group for bloggers. Uh, It is called Blogging like we mean it. And uh, if you search that on, on Facebook, you can join it. It's, um, you do have to answer some questions to join it that, you know, state that you're actually a real blogger. So it's hard to join from mobile. You actually have to join from desktop. But other than that, (laughs) there are not, there are not a lot of places. Um, my blog is mom, um, focused. So I don't really do a lot of blogging for bloggers. Um, but yeah, the Facebook group is where you can find me. Do you have an email list that I guess you can join on my, on my mom blog? Um, actually we're just, we're just about to release a new website, uh, where people can join my email list. Now that I'm thinking about it, we offer pin templates there. Um, it's called creatorscontentclub.com. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that. It's been a long time coming. Um, 
slow and steady. It's not 100% ready, but it is like 90% ready. So I feel like I can say that the often is there. <laughs> okay. Well, we will make sure to link to all of that for sure. And I get, oh, I feel like you. the name of the game is like 90% these days. We're 90% there. <laughs> yes, that, that's good. Then I'm, then I'm getting there. That's, yes. 90% is the new hundred percent. How's that? Yes. That it's so, so much good. better than not done at all. I know. So true. So true. Well, Carly, thanks again so much. I really appreciate you taking the time and just always enjoy getting to chat with you. I'm glad that we got to catch up, even though it hasn't been since 2018. But here we are today and we're going to figure out a way to get you some new wit and wisdom jeans. So there you go. Yes. Oh, yes. I definitely uh, I am definitely ready for a pair. I can. I my other pair literally wore out the elastic like got fatigued. <laughs> I love that. Thank All right, well. Carly, thanks so much for joining Thank me. Thank you so much for having me, Kate. It was really good to talk to you. Bye.